0: Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city
1: on earth. Here are, are the, the biggest, biggest stories
0: and everything else you need to know from the new Title Town. It's Breaking Boston with Fitzy.
1: Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. The Sox swept the Yanks. There was a Father's Day sweep, and they won all three. And that is really good news to me. Hello and happy day after Father's Day to one and all. We come to you on the morning of Juneteenth, June 19th, 2023. Breaking Boston, it's more like breaking Yanks, breaking rank. No, we're breaking stride. That's right, because the Red Sox, who came in stumbling and bumbling, having lost two of three. At home to the Colorado Rockies, the worst team in the National League. Turn it around. A nice lopsided 10 run affair. Friday night they win 15 to 5, and honestly, it didn't even feel like it was that close. Mother Nature gives everybody the day off on Saturday. We've got a meteorologically rescheduled doubleheader on Father's Day. The Sox win in the 135 affair with a Pitching lineup that no one would have ever possibly had on their Red Sox bingo card. And then Sunday night, mm, chef's kiss. I think we've got a stud in the making in the Red Sox rotation. Your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens coming to you here on the latest Breaking Boston, where each and every morning we give you a hot cup of what's going on in Boston sports. To start your day, set the table, and feed your Boston sports fandom. Give us a follow at FitzyGFY, and of course, please rate, review, subscribe, and share this pod. We love it when we hear from you. It was a very interesting weekend at Fenway. I would like to uh, remind Nestor Cortez Uh, of the New York Yankees, who recently said about this Red Sox-Yankee rivalry, which still is not even nearly or close to crank up to what it used to be. I remember a couple weeks ago, uh, he said, it doesn't feel like what we have with Tampa now or with Toronto now. You could argue that they haven't been who they really are the last couple of years. Yeah, you could probably argue that, Nestor, and I could also argue, and I think a lot of others would back me up, that you guys aren't who you were the last couple of years or any time recently. Now, I do understand that the Yankees, who were outscored by the Red Sox 25-8 to over the weekend, can you believe it? Yes, I can, Joe. The Red Sox more than tripled the Yankees' offensive output over the weekend. They are without Aaron Judge, and I understand he's a massive difference maker. We're talking about 62 Long Johnsons last year, 62 ding-dongs is nothing to scoff at, said one and many a scholar. Uh, from previous day and age I understand he makes the entire lineup he was the AL MVP last year that award along with the Cy Young right now should be wrapped up by the man who will soon be the richest person in the history of baseball Shohei Ohtani god what a show that guy is yeah okay so Aaron Judge makes a big difference but You can't just excuse it all away and say, like, everything would have been completely different if Aaron Judge was in the lineup for the Yankees. Because there's plenty of other guys in there that have been more productive, that have hit better before as well. They're just not getting the job done. The Yankees are in a bit of a tailspin. I believe now they fall to 39 and 33 on the season. Your Red Sox have a winning record. Sure. It's only 37 and 35, I believe, at this point. Coop, am I correct that they're two games over 500 at this point? you would be correct that would be correct wouldn't it thank you very much see that's the nice part about technology and having a producer when you were previously when you record a podcast you can just have them jump right in with the stats and the info that's what you get on breaking but you don't get that on a lot of other podcasts that's where we talk boston sports on the regular folks so that is two games over 500 for your red sox now with the father's day sweep and the three game sweep here's what's here's what's fun about all this the red sox got contributions all weekend long from the most random assortment of guys that we would have never even heard of last week, let alone heading into the season. Sure, sure, you know, Verdu, Justin Turner Friday night has uh, six ribeyes. He's got a salami and then he's got another two run ding dong as well. Yeah, you know who Justin Turner is. He's the the savvy veteran in the lineup, uh, f- fresh from the Dodgers where he played a long time. Uh, that's great. Uh, Verdugo got cooking this weekend as well. You know Devers, you know Kike. Uh, not a terrible weekend for him at short as well, so that's big news. But how about this? You get uh, Friday night, Tanner Houck is in the middle of an absolute boss start. It's 10-1 or 11-1 at the time. Socks are just running roughshod on the Yankees. And then there's a liner, a comebacker, uh, that just hits him straight in the face, Drops to the drops to all fours on the mound. He's bleeding. They have to stop the game. they got to bring in another another pitcher. So there's about a 15-minute break in the action as I was listening to McDonough and uh, Joe do their thing on the weekend. Great combo. They're perfect for Father's Day weekend. So you think, oh, geez, these guys just can't catch a break. They're finally whipping the Yanks. Maybe they're going to turn things around. And now you lose Houck for a while because he did have to go to the IL. He does have a facial fracture. But it doesn't seem like this is going to be a bad long-term injury it could have been so much worse I think a lot of us got some of those Bryce Flory tremors when he was hit in the face with a liner a long time ago bloodied it really just shook his career he I, he was never the same pitcher after that I know Matt Clement when he was pitching for the Sox I think back in 2005 took a liner to the chops as well Justin Turner got hit earlier this season he got a little bloodied up that was scary but obviously he was all right because he had six rubies on Friday night so we'll see how long Tanner Houck is out for. And that could have been the, well, they won Friday night, but now this the season or rather the series and the weekend turned around for him. But no, wait, we're talking, uh, a guy by the name of Joe Jacuse got the win on Friday night. Uh, sure, sure he did. We uh, Insert name here, got the win Friday night. Random Charlie, uh, you know, Fast pitcher man. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Worcester Willie came in. You know, Wally the Green Monster could have stepped on the mound. They were up by so many runs Friday night. It's
0: the EA make a player like Barry Bonds. They couldn't have hit the, the game <laughs> for real.
1: Yeah, for, like seriously, like the, the names that we're gonna trot out that contributed over the weekend. Coop, hang with me for a sec. I just want to make sure I get them all right because we're all learning together on this unique, bizarre, evolving interesting frustrating and reasonably entertaining red sox season i mean when when i sit here right now and pull out the old major league line like hey who are these guys nobody knows what's on second yeah like who's on second no literally not who's who is on second yeah like i understand you have to keep tabs of it working the broadcast (laughs) and the uh, the wei uh, broadcast booth, Twitter feed, Bradfoe show, baseball isn't boring. Like, you're on top of all of it. But your head must be spinning right now as well because, like, you've got on Sunday, uh, I was doing the the morning show on WEI from 10A to 1230p because there was the rain delay doubleheader. Uh, our Sunday afternoon Father's Day radio show got cut short a little bit. And as of, I think, 10 30 a.m., we only finally learned who the starter was going to be. And it was Caleb Ort. That's right. Yep. The, re- the reliever who was a bit of a human batting practice machine in his previous relief outings. The Warthog. Uh, Caleb the Conqueror uh, got the start. He ended up being an opener. I think he went two and a third. Uh, he, he did give up a massive home run in the first inning to, uh, was it to uh, Glaber?
0: It was to Gleyber Torres. It yeah. was to, it was to, 4.05 to dead center.
1: Yeah, it was, just, there was nothing cheap about that whatsoever. And then you're thinking like, all right, so now how gets hurt Friday. It's one of those like, oh, guys, you should have saved up some of the runs that you scored Friday night. You're going to need them because you got a doubleheader against the Yanks who are mad for the way that they were just used and abused Friday night. And instead you end up getting, so you get the two and a third out of Ort and then you get Nick Pavetta who has gone back into the phone booth and remembered where his Superman outfit is because he gives you three scoreless damn near perfect innings in relief, ends up getting the W. Chris Murphy, feel-good story of the week. He's at Fenway making his home debut. Local kid done well. His girlfriend is in the stands. She sees him. They're getting massive contributions from guys we would have never even thought would have done anything let alone made the major league roster this year because they had to expand to 27 if i'm not mistaken because of the doubleheader on sunday Double on the roster correct right? yeah extra okay guy. but like tanner Houck on the il now chris sale there ad infinitum and in perpetuity as well the 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 bullpen has gone through injuries galore you've got a starting rotation now that is constantly in flux I mean, if people don't think that the job Alex Cora is doing this year, Coop, is as good a job as he has ever done, then they either don't understand baseball, are overlooking the Red Sox, uh, or, or just think that you have to be the best team in baseball to have a manager who's working his ass off and performing miracles on a regular basis. How he even familiarizes himself with these guys, gets their names right as they cycle in and out of the bullpen, in and out of the rotation, and often on his bench is beyond me. So they it, get. I, it, it proves why they
0: wanted to come back to him after
1: everything that happened. I mean,
0: he, he is like a baseball genius. He's a baseball savant. And it's fun to watch him work. And it's it's sucked. Mm-hmm. The last two weeks following this team and hearing how people have started to change on Cora. Oh, yeah, so he know, just know. He, he comes out and he tells you he's like, Hey, the roster is the roster. Mm-hmm. There's only so much I can do with what I'm being given here. And yep. I think this weekend, after and we talked about this on the Brad show, uh, that's out today. Is after that Colorado series, that might have been the lowest point of this 2020. That had season. to be
1: the nadir, like not using SAT words. That, S- that was word. the gut that, punch they needed. That was was the was punch they needed. That's the the nadir yeah, possibly is, of the season. Yep. Basketball's out of the window,
0: hockey's out of the window. All the attention was on the Red Sox that week, and it was the worst week possible. Yeah. They're getting like shelled at all sides, media front mm-hmm. office. It something had to happen.
1: And, Lose first game 4-2, you lose second game 7-6, you end up whooping up on the Rockies in game three, but, but that's what they've done against all these, like, you win one out of three against the Reds, they're not that good. You win one out of three against the Rockies, they stink. They want you to beat them because they want a better draft pick next year, and yet still, here they come in, they were all, all sorts of banged up as well, but the, they're just so maddeningly inconsistent. But, but then again, what kind of team are you to expect when, as Alex Cora says, the roster is the roster, and the bull—you know—guys are dinged up in the bullpen. They've, uh, I think, they've batted about forty different guys at this point. How many different players have started for the Sox? What in an opener or starting capacity? Are we up to ten on the season? Oh, I—I I would say more than that. Yeah, it's—it's it's it's well cr- into double digits. It's well into double digits, and yet. Get this, over the last 24 games, so basically the last third of the season, we're not at quite the halfway point yet on the 2023 MLB season. Over the last third of the season, the Red Sox have the fourth best starting ERA in baseball. It's now down to around 3-5, which is spectacular. To think that they have are pitching to a sub-4 ERA, that this rotation, which is just a comp- a Frankenstein rotation, a composite of arms, talents, and body parts, it's amazing and yeah go a lot of it to me people don't want to give Heim Bloom any credit I mean I'm sure both both of us would have to watch our backs in public if we ever dared say anything nice about Heim Bloom coop but he's providing the parts Cora's cooking in the kitchen whenever he can and these are the guys that step to the mound make the pitches make the plays and despite all of their inadequacies the mistakes that they've made they still have it they they're still alive and if you want to like, if you want to still say like, I'm not putting any stock in this particular season, I'm watching this season because I want to see what's to come in in future, in future seasons, then you need to just be through the roof ecstatic for Sunday night's effort. Because when the Red Sox had their second consecutive Sunday night baseball game, which Alex Cora was none too pleased about, last night with prime time and a national audience, the Red Sox win 4-1 that's great you get the sweep the double the double dipper on father's day but the most important thing coop i mean people people need to start getting fired up brian baio was an absolute animal last night in that start he's here he's here he's legit uh they like call they like to call him uh baby pedro you know first game you don't even know till two hours before the game it's tbd right up till 10 30 in the morning you get Caleb Bort. oh my god and somehow they won but then you get to the evening to look forward to. Seven innings pitched, four hits, one earned run, three walks, eight strikeouts. This kid is real. I saw Jared Carabas tweeted that, like, for the first time since 2006, this is the Red Sox developing a stud homegrown pitching prospect. That, of course, was John Lester, who two years later, a year later, would win a World Series and two years later would pitch. Did he throw a perfect game or a no hitter in 2008?
0: He had a no hitter. Both of the buckled, ended up collecting one. Yep.
1: Right. Uh, yeah, Bayo is a Baio's a stud. This kid is the real yeah. deal. Again, I know it's a compromised Yankees lineup. It's the second game of a doubleheader. No Aaron Judge. But trust your eyes. What do you see when this kid takes them out? He's, he, I know the three walks is still a little much, but he's gaining his control. His breaking stuff is disgusting. Like it is yeah. insultingly disgusting. And it's that changeup, the, the dropout on
0: it. Filthy. That's Filthy. And the reason people call him. The new Pedro or the baby Pedro is mm-hmm. because in the offseason, Pedro Martinez, the Hall of Famer. I don't know if you've ever heard of him.
1: Uh, you mean uh, my favorite Red Sock of all time and the greatest pitcher yeah. to ever graced the mount of Fenway Park? Go on.
0: Yeah, had had himself a decent changeup, And I don't if you're a pitcher that can get by on a fastball and a changeup is your two like pitches. I mm-hmm. he had an incredible curveball, but that yeah, is he how he got batters is on his changeup. And he's now teaching that in the offseason to Brian Bayo. We're seeing that now. Like his final strikeout of the game yesterday was absolutely gorgeous it just completely dropped out and if you wanna if you wanna geek out go to baseball savant you can look at his pitch charts and you can see the vertical drop on his pitches and it's like you said like the accuracy still needs to be there you see it a lot on like when he starts trying to gas it up he loses some of that accuracy but as far as some of the movement on his pitches he's he's gonna be one of a kind like i Red Sox fans should be excited, and you bring up if you're in the position of you're not going to buy on the season and you just want to see how things play out. I think that's how I've been looking at it. This is a bridge year to me.
1: It'd be great if that they can compete in a bridge year, and that's
0: that's where they are. And boy, you just you just used that's where you want to be.
1: You just dropped one of the trigger phrases or the catchphrases. The the now you have to take a shot phrases. You said bridge year. And I know Sox fans keep wondering aloud, how many bridge years am I to endure? How many times am I going to be told this is still uh, uh, that I need to trust the process, that this is in development, that it's not quite done just yet? Well, you're going to have to buckle up, strap up and either decide to stay for the ride or get out now and come back next year. And we'll see if we want to let you aboard the fan wagon. But if you can tell me that we're going to develop some of these guys in the process and you're going to have studs, you can build a team or like Garrett Whitlock. This guy's a stud. If you can keep him healthy, awesome part of the rotation. Tanner Houck is finding his place. Hopefully, when he comes back from that facial fracture, he's not intimidated or isn't trepidatious on the mound because, you know, taking something with 105-mile-an-hour exit velocity off the face from 60 feet 6 inches, that'll kind of screw with the guy's mind. Although, Houck seems to have the kind of grit and resolve that he'll just probably get right back out there. If I had to bet, I bet he's unfazed by it. Uh, yeah, Bayo's great. I could use... You know what I could use? I could use one more hitter. And no, it's not time to call up Mayor. I wouldn't mind if Cassis really, I know he believes he has impeccable footwork, spectacular defense. He's God's gift to first base, as we heard in a post-game interview last night. From, from his, his mouth Sunday to night. our ears. From his from his mouth to our to the ears of babes and Red Sox Nation. I could use just one more hitter to put my faith and trust in as well. Like, you know, I I know Yoshida. Like he he was great. What do you have a four hit game on Friday night after he got a couple nights rest? So yep. they are going to have to load manage him. Like he, the Sox were told that if you give him like a night or two off every week, when his legs get tired, the swing gets a little slower. He's not the same hitter. Uh, this guy might be the AL offensive. Like he could be the rookie of the year this year. Like maybe it is Yoshida. Uh,
0: hey, if- I, I I I might have a future on that. So I I would love for that to pay out in my favor. <laughs> Uh, and you bring up Atta a great boy. point, like it, the the Red Sox are full of contact hitters right now, mm-hmm. which with the new era of baseball, where right. the shift is banned, you can get by on that. And I think that's where baseball is going to start going to. Yep. But you do kind
1: of need two power bats in your lineup right now. Well, Duvall, if he gets it back, one, no, exactly. Devers is supposed to be one. He's been streaky this year. He needs, but you can't always just expect your Haas, like your your biggest and best power hitter to carry the lineup. There is a subtle art known as pitching around where people just make sure they don't give him the cheese he needs because they'll get in situations where like they'll try to live to, so the pitchers will, and another team will live to fight another day by pitching around him. And they'll say like, I'll handle, or rather I'll deal with Kike or uh, Duval or somebody else. Uh, If Duval heats up to back to where he was in April, then maybe we'll be having a different conversation sometime soon. So, the Sox go two games over 500 now, 37 and 35. They did outscore the Yankees 25 to 8 over the weekend. As I mentioned, the ERA is something to take heart in as well. Uh, these pitchers are doing just a phenomenal job from a tweet the Coop man shared with me pre- prior to the show. Uh, check this out, folks. Uh, the career ERAs against the Yankees, this is what you got to love. Like, this is one of your chief rivals in the division. And I know Tampa's the best team, and we also have to contend with the. The lumber uh, up in Toronto and the Orioles, who just seem to have the Sox number the last couple of years, Bayo has a one four four career ERA against them. Garrett Whitlock a one eight five, Cutter Crawford two oh eight, and Tanner Houck two three nine. Grand total this year, that's a one nine eight with twenty two earned runs over hundred innings pitched. Like these guys, like the the Yankees may have to start calling the who are these guys rotation of the Red Sox their daddies pretty soon, Coop, because. They have been lights out against them. Now we're off to Minnesota. We got a three-game series, I believe, against the uh, the Twinkies out at beautiful Target Field in Minneapolis. Four by the way, games, I believe. Oh, four it's a 4 games. gamer Oh, that's right. Yeah, we got okay. a little
0: extra in there.
1: I think we have a getaway day. Uh, an early start on Thursday. Uh, great, great place to take in a game. By the way, one of my absolute favorite <laughs> Target ball field. Parts. Oh, I love it. I just love everything yeah. Minneapolis. Great sports city. Great place. Great food. Good people. Uh, and and good baseball team as well. Tops in the AL Central, but if the Red Sox were in the AL Central, they would be a second place, if not first place team themselves as well. So uh, this is a big one. Now, see, here we go. Now, damn it, they're doing it to me again, Coop. because now (laughs) now I'm going to be listening all week long. I'm spending a lot of my time on the Cape and my favorite thing to do, honestly, after a good day of uh, work, relaxation, yard work, dadding, whatever else comes with it. It's nothing more fun grilling your supper you, i got an old radio i bring it out in the yard and i listen to the shaw's wei red sox radio network right there. it is the no but it is baseball on the radio in the summertime is truly the boston sports fans asmr like it is the ultimate white noise it keeps you company it is a friend it is a lifelong companion it is a familiar face that you can't see or touch but you know it so well all of its details and curves and you just you love it, so I'm gonna be roped in again. I'm gonna be listening all week, and so help me, like uh, they're gonna. I, I, hey, I, it's better. It's better than being
0: Oakland right now. That's okay, what, for everyone complaining about bloom it's better than being Oakland.
1: Yeah, it's. <laughs> I think anything is better than being Oakland at this point. 37 and 35, that's right. Just a game behind the Blue Jays, who have been scuffling of late. They should be better than they are. Yeah, Minnesota's 36 and 36 on the season, and 21 and 17 at home. There's no reason that the Red Sox, shouldn't, who are a 500-team away, 500-team at home pretty much as well, that they shouldn't be able to go in there. If they win three out of four this week in Minneapolis, that would be big. That could take you to 40 and 36 start building respectability get into the race because coop if they don't we're going to start getting the calls and the tweets and the you know uh i got stopped yesterday by somebody random who wanted to talk some socks as i went out to get myself of uh some father's day beverages and he just wanted to know what i thought about the team could they take the could they sweep them should i should this random dude was like ah Fitz. you know should we uh should i bother investing in this year's team and i was like well yeah why not i mean you got it's 3 months till pat season number 1 and number 2. There are a lot of players on this team that are playing their ass off that may be sticking around for a while to come. Like get to know your new Red Sox. It's a it's a it's a fascinating puzzle that Alex Cora is putting together on a nightly basis. But yeah, you should buy in on this team. Now they lose a bunch. It could be farewell Jansen, farewell Parts. A lot of these guys could be gone by mid to late July. I'm hoping they stick around and I'm hoping that they buy. Thanks for jumping in uh, and putting this together, Coop. This has been Breaking Boston for Monday morning, June 19th, 2023. A good Juneteenth to one and all. A good week to everybody. Let's go Sox. We will talk to you tomorrow. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share. And hey, the Red Sox, who are these guys? They're a pretty good baseball team.